Hello and welcome to Music Matters, a podcast dedicated to our love of music and sometimes dislike. I'm your host Kyle Hillman and with me as always is Andrew Nichols. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing better now. Now? Yeah. As opposed to when? As opposed to this morning. It's just been a rough morning. Everything's mm-hmm. chaotic and now, now I'm feeling a little more focused, a little more centered. It's, it's going well. Good. Yeah. So how was your week? Anything new? Anything fun? No, nothing really. Pretty yeah. average. Yeah, it's been one of those weeks. Same with the new releases. Yeah, those might have been a little below average. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little bit, you know, going behind the scenes here. Before we start recording, we look at all the new releases to see what we're interested in and what we want to do for the next episode. And we've spent the last two hours trying to find something that we were interested in. It's a rough week, guys. Yeah, last couple of weeks have been rough. It is. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe it's the winter. I don't know. Something. Yeah. That's okay, though. Because we do have a fun album planned for next week. I'm excited to listen to it. But this week, we chose to listen to Evidence's new record called Weather or Not. So here is the second track off the the new record called Throw It All Away. Some money, I'ma blow it all today. They say, Michael, don't throw it all away. And my reply was, There's more on the way. When I said it, I was walking in the rain. I did a show in Chicago on the first. Now I'm back in LA, like Chicago in first. No son, but I fathered this verse. It's all I'm probably worth. And I'm from sunny CA to rain on all of this earth. Rainy terrain, receive the God sent messages. We know the answer, but dance around what the question is. What is it? So it looks like this was his fourth studio album, and uh, honestly, I, I knew who um, Dilated Pupils were. I think that's who he was with, right? Isn't that who it was? Dilated Pupils? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought you said pupils. Oh. Dilated Pupils. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on accident. Yeah, that's something else. Uh, anyway, uh, I knew he was with them, but I didn't really ever listen to any of his solo stuff before. Same. Um, it's a little boring, honestly. He's got a very... I usually like the West Coast laid-back hip-hop style, and I did like it musically for the most part, but yeah, yeah I, I just wanted to go to sleep. There was just no really... You know, he didn't really change his inflection at all. It was just kind of very monotone and very monotonous. And it kind of just kept the same pace throughout the whole album. There really wasn't much change to it. Um, I thought Powder Cocaine was probably the best, but I'm also a huge Slug fan who's the other half of Atmosphere, so that's probably why I like that one. I think he kind of stole the show on that one. So Makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I think I would describe it as there's no movement. Yeah. Like, listening to one individual song by itself is like, that's that was really enjoyable, and, and I, I enjoy it. He has a, a specific style and rhythm and most of his beats were either done by him or with alchemist who's a legend unto himself right so the pedigree is there there's it just hits that one note and then it sustains it for an hour yeah i think that's a really good way to put it too where if you're just listening to one song it's really not too bad but yeah yeah the whole album it you feel like you're listening to one song so yeah exactly <laughs> by the time you're at the end of it it's like well i just listened to one song for an hour yeah, I got I got about halfway through it. I'm like, what are they even talking about? Uh, yeah, because it doesn't feel like until the very end, 
it didn't feel like he was saying much. No, that was the thing too. There was a couple lines that were a little odd to me. Like, I guess he has been around a little longer than we think too. But yeah, there was one line about something about uh, he knows that his stuff isn't always that great, but oh well, sometimes he puts it out anyway. And it's like, I, I don't know that I would write a line about that, but right. I, I get the thinking behind it, but I don't know how to incorporate it into my music. Yeah, it's just kind of underwhelming. Yeah. It's um it's a good playlist type of record where you cherry pick the ones that kind of move you right. and, and throw it into a playlist full of other things. And then it would be great. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I found the production to be really interesting because he's a he's a West Coast guy from California. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of work with Alchemist, who's also a West Coast guy. But if you were just listening to the to this music by itself without that knowledge, you would have sworn he was coming from New York. Yeah, he does have a, a pretty New York kind of style to him, but I find that fascinating. Just the how the the different types and, and different styles have become region based. Like there's a New York sound, there's a West Coast sound and style. Right. Um that it doesn't matter if you're from California or if you're from Georgia. Like those styles, even though they're associated with those regions, it is just kind of it, it. It doesn't matter where what region it's from. You can make that different type of sound, right. if, that, if that makes sense. Yeah, for me, it was you know it was kind of a combination of the two. I still felt it was pretty West Coast sounding, but really. Yeah, I think it's more his lyrics that make it sound New York to me. You know, the the mm. deep low voice. You know, it's yeah. all like Gangstar, KRS One. You know, all those kind of guys. And yeah, it does have. I think that's kind of what gives it that more feel to it. But then it's still, you know, you got the West Coast kind of chimes and different things like sure. that that are in it that I think add the West Coast style to it. But I do agree. It's it's more of a a collaboration between the two styles. Yeah. Whereas it's not a strict one coast or the other. So would you call this just kind of middle of the road? Yeah. Like if, if you're an evidence fan, if you're a dilated people's fan, you're going to probably like this. Right. Um, I don't know if it's going to attract many new, new people into no. the fold. And like you said, maybe if it's broken apart and heard in a different way, you know, you hear a track or two off of it, it's a little different, but yeah. Yeah, as a whole album, I don't think it's moving anything. Listen to it on your Spotify account <laughs> or your Apple Music or Tidal, if that's still a thing. I think it's still a thing. No, I don't know. YouTube it. There's a million ways to listen to it. Go listen to one song. Yeah. And if you like it, listen to another. So that's what we listened to this week. And I'm sure the, the population of America and Billboard has a completely different list than what, than what we listen to. It looks so, like it. So let's kick that off. Let's see what um, number one on Billboard is. Uh, it really hasn't changed too much, but number one is different this week with Fall Out Boy's new album, Mania. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that record. I it's, wasn't the biggest fan. That's a big, bombastic pop record that's sonically very interesting, and they just know how to write pop songs. Uh, the number two, we still have the soundtrack to The Greatest Showman. Do we need to listen to that soundtrack? I, I don't know. Maybe, huh? We need to do like a um, a show tunes episode 
or a musical episode. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice way of putting it. Uh, number three, Ed Sheeran with Divide. I keep saying we're gonna we need to do this record. It's, it's keep saying it. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I keep and saying it. Number four, we have Camilla <laughs> Cabello with Camilla. Oh yeah, Havana. And number five, Post Malone and Stony. I heard Rockstar on the radio the other day, and I immediately just turned it off. I was yeah. like, I'd, I'd rather just drive in silence. <laughs> I just don't get it. Me either. I'm not a fan. And that's okay. We're not supposed to like everything. <laughs> no, that'd be weird. Well, hopefully we get some um, some movement. That that list is starting to feel a little stale. It is. It's interesting not to see Taylor up there, though. Yeah, she dropped off kind of quick, huh? Yeah, is she still in the top ten? Can you see that? No, uh, let's see. Is that immediately available to you? Kendrick Lamar is still uh, number six. Well, of course she is. She's number nine. Oh, barely top ten. That's interesting. I'm curious to see where this Justin Timberlake album lands. I'm sure it'll be number one the yeah, first least, week. Yeah. But like the month after, if it Still. if it gets any positive momentum, because it feels like it's been flopping until this say something song, which is kinda catchy. I have it running through my head right now, so I don't. That counts as a win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the heart of today's episode. And that is our top five favorite hip hop producers. Yes. And for those who don't know, the producer role traditionally was kind of like this overseer. So the band would come in, they would record, and the producer would make suggestions and and ways to refine the song and the composition um, to fit whatever goal the record label wanted as far as album sales and playability and stuff like that. They were a little bit more hands-off. They were just kind of like high-level stuff. Hip-hop, the producer is much more hands-on in the creation of the sound. And sometimes they can be the sole creator of all the music and the vocals. And and just they are producing, engineer, performer, all of that. Yeah. And I think our list is going to show a wide range of you know different types of producers. Some that are just doing the beats. Some that are doing the performing as well. Um, so yeah, it should be a fun list, I think. Yeah. And I think I'm a little bit more on topic this time, so. Hey, that's good. <laughs> we might have some duplicates this time. Huh. So with all that out of the way, before we get started, we had one Hall of Fame artist. We did. And that's Dr. Dre, because he was obviously going to be on this list. So Hall of Fame. Now we can get started. All right. All right. What's your first choice? Oh, first up, let's go with RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan. song is called cream i think pretty much everybody knows that song and, yeah it's pretty famous. Uh, yeah he's one of those guys that like you said he did everything he 
made most of their music. He was the mastermind behind pretty much everything Wu-Tang, behind their whole business. You know, Wu-Tang's much more than just a band. They're a whole business. They're a collective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he produced a lot of all their solo guys, solo albums, and songs on all those. And, you know, with how many people came out of the Wu-Tang Clan, that's a lot of albums that he's been involved with. He also branched out into doing, like, movie soundtracks. Didn't he do, like, yeah. uh, Kill Bill and stuff like that as well? Yep. So yeah, he's, he's really talented. He's been everywhere. And definitely one of those guys that just knows sound and music. Yeah. He has a he has a sound and style to him. Yes. Which I think you'll um you'll notice all of these producers have a, a sound and style to right. them. Some of them you might not even know who they were. You might know the names, but then you'll yeah. realize, oh, that is one of his beats every time. Yep. So my first choice if we're gonna stick with uh, our separate choices first, is um I guess you you'd consider him one of the founders, and that is Rick Rubin. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99 problems, problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cask is closed. Rap critics to save money, cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with holes in your zap toes, you celebrate the minute you was having dough. I'm like, fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Got beef with radio, if I don't play they show, they don't play my head. Well, I don't give a shit, so Rap Max try and use my black ass So advertise could give them more cash for ads, fuckers So that was Jay-Z's 99 Problems And that came out in the early 2000s 2003, something like that Yeah And Rick's been doing it Non-stop since the 80s He helped co-found Def Jam He, he produced the first couple Run DMC records um, Beastie Boys and his catalog obviously spans a lot more than just hip-hop. He goes right. into metal and country and, and rock. Pretty much um, everything. Yeah, pretty much everything. He is massively influential and was one of those core founders in the 80s yeah. with Russell Simmons with and, sure. and all that. So, All right, next. Next up, uh, probably one of those guys that you've probably heard his name but don't know everything he's involved with, and that is Pete Rock. So that song is called Pete's Jazz, and that is off of one of his instrumental albums. Um, he's worked with pretty much everybody, too. Uh, yep. Nas, Rakim, Wu-Tang Clan guys, not necessarily Wu-Tang, but all their individual albums. Um, yeah, he's everywhere and definitely has that iconic sound to him, too. West Coast, hip-hop, you know. It's a good choice. Yeah. And since you went with an instrumental, I'm going to go with an instrumental. And he's a West Coast legend. Probably a little underrated. He, we've we've talked about him before, and that's DJ Quick.
so that track was off of his Rhythmalism album. And he's one of those do-it-all type of guys. Yep. He creates his beats, he's performing on them, he's arranging, he's mixing, he's editing, he does it all. And he does it in an interesting way. He's He obviously steals a lot from, or, or borrows a lot from soul and funk and reimagines that into a, the West Coast hip-hop sound. But he uses a lot of live performance, like what you heard on that track, where it's guitar and a lot of live instrumentation, mm. that gives a lot of his music life that I don't find a lot in other hip-hop. I think it gives it a pretty timeless feel, too. You know, we were talking about that the other yeah. day, going back and listening to this album a while ago, and how all the, the songs sound like they could have came out today still. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, so we each have one more that we didn't duplicate on. Yes. All right, so what's that for you? Next up for me would be Q-Tip. That song is called One Love with Nas and Q-Tip. Um, I think he was another one of those guys that's a little underrated. You know, he's been in, involved with a lot of people and a lot of different songs. And uh, he definitely has his very distinct style too. You know, the combo of jazz and hip hop. I think he's one of the first to really, you know, to refine that style as, as well as he did. Um, obviously he was with, uh, a tribe called quest and all their stuff with them. And, you know, Fife dog was also another genius in that group. So I think he kind of overshadowed Q-tip a little bit just because of who he was. Um, but yeah, Q-tip's been everywhere and he's still doing it. And I like a lot of his solo stuff too. You know, I don't think it really got much commercial success or, you know, as popular as a lot of other people or a lot of other big names are, but yeah. Very underrated guy, and I really like his style. He's definitely more well-known as a rapper right. than a producer, but if, if you're curious about his sound and his production technique, go check out that latest a Tribe Called Quest record, because yeah. that, is, that is him in his basement making music. Yep. It's fantastic. All right, my next choice is a controversial figure, but there's no doubting his impact over the last 15 years of music, and that's Kanye West. Ain't no question if I want it, I need it. So his productions are known worldwide. He he him and a, a group that we're going to name later, I think are the two most defining hip hop producers of the last 20 years. His sound and style his chipmunk soul that he helped bring to the forefront. Um, and then even later on when he went more digital and more um, 
brash, I guess is a good way to say it. He's always pushing boundaries and pushing ideas of what hip hop is and then sonically and, and texture wise. So that, that about sums up why he's yeah. on my list. Yeah, that's one of those ones that's hard for me. But I'm not the biggest deny it, but yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of his music other than a dark twisted fantasy, which is an absolutely amazing album that I'll listen to every day. But yeah, yeah. He's everywhere. All right. So now we had a couple duplicates. So our first one was Uh, the Neptunes. When the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. And if a nigga get an attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Chandon and I roll the best weed cause I got it going on. I'm a nice dude with some nice dreams. See these ice cubes, see these ice creams, eligible bachelor, million dollar bow. That's whiter than what's spilling down your throat. So the Neptunes are Pharrell and Chad Hugo, and uh, another group that has been involved with tons of stuff that once you hear it and figure out what their style is, you'll recognize it in tons and tons of songs. Everybody knows all, the Neptune sound. Yeah, all throughout the 90s and 2000s, they had hits all over the place. Yep. With all sorts of artists. Yep. That keyboard and drums and you'll that, recognize yeah. it. <laughs> it, was, it was like a Korg keyboard that they used it it was just presets yep. like they didn't even do all their sound it was just presets <laughs> on the cork that but it worked yeah they made a lot of catchy songs they and they're did. still making catchy songs because we saw that um they have a producer track on the the newest justin timberlake record yep they're still doing it and, and pharrell they still do all their own stuff too they just had yeah. another new album that nerd released that's true so pharrell neptunes and nerd they're all Kind of the, the same <laughs> thing, in just in different variations in what they're doing. Right. So another group that kind of they do everything, but they also do just one thing too. So yeah, very rounded, kind of eclectic style. And our last choice, which arguably we could have, maybe should have put in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> maybe yeah, one we probably forgot about. And that's DJ Premier. If you don't know me by now, I doubt you'll ever know me. I never won a Grammy, I won't win a Tony, but I'm not the only MC keeping it real. When I grab the mic to smash rap, my girls go ill. Check the time as I rhyme, it's 1995, whatever I arrive. The party gets live, flow with the master rhyme. As I leave behind a video rapper, you know the chalk rhymer. Tapper, down goes another rapper, on to another matter. Punch up the data, blast master. Knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everybody. Call a KRS and guarantee the ripper party. That song was uh, KRS-One. MCs act like they just, or MCs act like they don't know. Yep. And uh, that was released in what ninety four five. Yeah, the mid nineties. Yeah. Um, another one of those styles you can't deny that you know the DJ Premier style and sound. He's you know got the kind of usually has the kind of bell hi hat symbol in there and. The the different kind of scratch. He has a very distinctive kind of scratch too that he always does on his records and albums. And yeah, another guy that's been all over the place and worked with everybody from Nas to DJ Premier to Biggie to Jay Z to Gangstar, Most Def. List goes on and on. I think the biggest compliment that I can think of is he's on the newest Dr. Dre record, right? <laughs> he's a he did a beat on Dr. Dre's record like that. 
that what else do you need to say? Yeah, that about sums it up. Yeah. Which is also why we probably should have put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But he's obviously making our list. So those are our, those are our choices. I know there's a lot of great producers that we didn't mention, like Jay Dilla, that just didn't quite make the top five for us. Right. But... Yeah, that was kind of the hard part for me was I, I always try to make the list a little more personal. So there was yeah. lots of names, you know, like the Kanye and Jay Dilla and oh, there was even another big one that was on my list. Oh, I think I had Rick Rubin on there for a long time and I just ended yeah. up taking him off yesterday. But yeah. yeah, I was looking back at the work and it was the songs that I actually listened to more is kind of what I tried to go for. But then even the Neptunes, I don't really listen to a lot of their hits, but right. So yeah, it was kind of tough, but. There could have been lots of options again, like usual. <laughs> As usual, we keep running into this problem. <laughs> so the Neptunes are making our list because we both have them. Or do we want to leave them off just because we put them? I guess let's leave them off for now and see what happens. Okay. So we're starting with one and DJ Premier will be number one. That leaves us DJ Quick, Kanye West, Rick Rubin, Pete Rock. RZA, Q-Tip, and is that it? Yeah. Okay. So I think RZA needs to be on this list. Yeah, I think he's definitely got to be the top five. He's unique enough and has been doing it for so long in, in so many different mediums and ways. Right. And yeah, it's so much more than just music that he's involved with, like yeah. we are talking about. Yeah. And it'd be hard to argue not putting him on there. I'd really argue for Q-Tip, just because that's one of my favorite. Q-Tip is good, but I wonder, I mean, as somebody who does it all, does he top Quick and Kanye? See, that's where it's personal preference. Right. I, I, I don't necessarily I, know about Quick, but... I see, I see Q-Tip on a rapping level. He's head and shoulders above everybody. Um, on a producing level... I would say Kanye and, and Quick might be better as producers. Um, not taking away from Q-Tip, obviously. Right. So maybe, maybe we'll put him at the bottom of the list. And I don't know. I'll fight for Kanye and, and, and uh, DJ Quick to be on there. I don't know if you have any rebuttals to those two. So what we got? DJ Premier. RZA. RZA. DJ those Quick. Are the only two so far, right? Yeah, let's put DJ Quick on there. He's been doing it for too long. He's too underrated. He's a West Coast legend. Yeah, but I don't know that I would necessarily <laughs> say he's a top five producer either, though. Why not? He worked with some of the biggest West Coast but artists if you were... ever. Okay, so did Q-Tip. <laughs> yeah. True. That's what I mean. It's just hard. It These is hard. are always hard. It is tough. It is tough. We could leave off Kanye just because it's Kanye. It's the same. It's the same reason why he's on the list, right? You know, it's Kanye. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I like. Yeah, I'm not really trying to argue with Quick either. So yeah, round it out with Quick and Q-Tip. So if, if we put Quick and Q-Tip on that list, who do we have left over? Rick Rubin and Pete Rock. Pete Rock, Rick Rubin, Neptunes, and Kanye West for one spot. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it's tough. I'd oh, say it's no. probably between Pete Rock and Neptunes there if we're leaving Kanye out of it just because we don't 
want to put him on there. But what about Rick? Is is Rick just too? Is he too, he's too eclectic? Rounded. Yeah, he's he could be on any one of these lists. I think he's you know he's not necessarily the top five in any one genre because he does it on all genres. So I think if we were doing strictly just producers, you couldn't leave him off of this list. But True. as far as just strictly hip hop, I don't know that I could put him top five. That makes sense. All right, Rick, you're off the list. But you'll be back. Yes. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. You'll be back on another list. Yes. So that leaves Neptunes, Kanye West, and Pete Rock. That's another tough one, too, because Pete Rock's definitely got my personal vote. But Yeah, the Neptunes and Kanye has the popular, popular vote, vote, so to speak. <laughs> I, I think Kanye's a little bit more creative than the Neptunes. I like the way that he thinks about music. So I would vote for Kanye. I thought we were leaving him off. We were, but I'm bringing him back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm we're, going Pete Rock because I can't going have Pete Kanye Rock. on there. Just because it's Kanye? Yes. I can't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> the same reason why he's on the list is the same reason why he's not on the list. <laughs> exactly. So he'll be a floating six. Yeah. He's unranked. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kanye. You're on my list. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, so we'll I'm go with, sure he's listening. You never know. You never know. Uh, Neptunes then? Neptunes, we're just going to leave off. We put them on there because everybody knows the Neptunes. Right. I think that's why I had them. Okay. It was hard to deny them. But. So this list isn't nearly as contentious as last week's was. <laughs> Probably a good thing. Yeah. But there's still a, a, a slight disagreement on who should number five be. I still think it should be Kanye. Andy thinks it should be Pete Rock. We're both right. But what do well. you guys but what do you guys think? <laughs> let us know. Hit us up at Twitter at Pod Music Matters and let us know what you think should who should, who you think should be number five. So with that, I think that wraps up today's episode. It was so. fun. Always it, is. It's so it's always fun going back and listening to those hip hop records. Remembering, like, oh my gosh, there's so much good music out there. Yes. And this next week is going to be an interesting one. We're going with a reggae theme. And we're going to be listening to Chronics with two X's at the end. Chronics album chronology. There's a lot of K's going on there. And this album was released, was it early part of last year? I think it was later. Summer, last year. Later, later. It, it was released in 2017. And it's just a really soulful reggae record that is just a blast to listen to. So I'm looking forward to that. And our top five for next week are going to be reggae artists that are active right now. Because as we were talking, trying to find music, we were like, for me, I don't know much about modern reggae music. It's, it's all in the 70s and 80s. So top five modern active reggae artists. So until next time, peace.